0: FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to The Rise of the Podcasting Army. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, Patriots, and tonight is January sixth, Friday, in the year twenty twenty-three. Obviously this marks two years since the government incarcerated innocent Americans who are doing nothing more than attending a rally, which President Trump called, who most of them, if they went into the Capitol, simply went in on an observation mission to see there and walked into the people's house and were arrested and incarcerated and handled brutal, brutally by the FBI. We have a government that's a full-on tyranny that thinks that its public spaces that we pay for are theirs alone and must be kept away from us. But that's... Really, what this day represents is the enduring fight for freedom and liberty. And so with that, tonight we're going to talk about an important component to what's happening on in Bard's Nation. We're starting to see it start, and it's the rise of the podcasting army, and we're going to get into that here very shortly. Patriots, one thing we have to be very clear on is that this government has no good intentions for you. They want to make sure that they can control you. They're doing everything they can to crush you, and they're trying to separate and there is a will of people. They want that crush so that they can have their will above the people. Keep that in mind as you are heading into this year, because one of the things you're going to target is your wealth. Are the Biden administration's new year's goals of tax and spend and turned a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings When you finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings in retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I am tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the word Bards, BARDS to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARDS, B-A-R-D-S to the number 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There is zero obligation to make this request. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S to 989898. Birch Gold. Again, text Bards, BARDS to 989898. This is the best way to start the new year. That's BARDS. To 989898. You won't be disappointed. So, just before we start tonight, I want to go over this piece that our uh, illustrious, kilted Christian Duncan sent to me. It's a really good find. Uh, you're going to hear here very quickly that apparently McCarthy has enough votes to be speaker. And before people go, oh, it's interesting what they've been able to negotiate under this amount of pressure. Remember, he's now lost 14 rounds of voting. So, there's a couple things here that they listed, including, which I'll get to the last one in a minute, but uh, no promise of chairs or gavels to anyone. Uh, bills will go back through regular order, appointing a select committee by the speaker, but housed under the judiciary to investigate the FBI and Department of Justice, bringing a congressional term limits bill to the floor for a vote ending the COVID-19 public health emergency, introduction of a fair tax bill, introduction of a border bill. And in addition to that, apparently part of the agreement makes it easy to remove McCarthy if he does not keep his promises. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm just, that's the current issue. The, the news is saying he's got enough votes. Who knows? These people lie. They constantly are churning the waters, so who knows? But at least you're seeing a little bit of... And The thing I do say this is it's important is to realize that what we're witnessing right now is the way a republic is supposed to work, by definition. I mean, McCarthy is not the... I mean, he's kind of like... McCarthy is kind of like going to buy a crystal, really nice crystal vase for your wife, and you end up getting one that's made of plastic... In China. But the thing is that the design's nice and your wife's happy anyway. (laughs) I don't think that works. But anyway, that kind of gives you like that. He's just a pain in the butt. Let's just face it. All right. Look, tonight I want to just kind of chill out a little bit. We've been doing some pretty hard hitting politics and we've been doing a lot of uh, talk about the new year and a lot of things. And one of the great things about 2023, and I told you, is we're going to really push to set up 500 new county-level podcasters this year. And and it's exciting. I think this is an opportunity to really start expanding the information network and bringing people local news. Now, with that, we've had a number of Bards Nation folks that are regularly in chat starting their podcast, and I've had a lot of questions from them as well. So I'm going to address a lot of things as I go through tonight. I'm just going to kind of walk you through how I see podcasting because I don't take it lightly, and I don't think anybody should, And I think that it, um, you know, the number one rule I would say is don't rush to failure because rushing to failure is pretty much what usually happens with most people when they do this. So to begin with, you need to appreciate how important a podcast is. I don't care where you are positioned with an audience. I mean, one of the advantages that Bars Nation has right now is that there's kind of a built in audience and Bars Nation tends to be very supportive. They tend to go over to people's podcasts and they stay with it. But as this expands, there's there's not going to be an ability to go to every single person's podcast. And the idea is not to build an audience that's dependent upon what audience is built around Bard's FM. The whole idea is for each person to build out from that, so that your audience reaches farther than Bard's FM does, and then it shares the collective interest in the other Bard's FM podcasts. and So we're not putting this under a fixed umbrella that everybody's podcast is going to be under Bards FM. But like I say, if, if the only place you're going to market is inside telegram in the Bards FM family room and in chat, it's not really accomplishing the goal because if you are going to do a podcast, you obviously have something to say that's important. And I would hope that you see that that calling is important enough to say way beyond what is just being said in Bards nation. Because that's why I really was talking when my real focus this year is standing, is putting my, in, my extra time, whatever that looks like, because it's not much. But by putting my time that I have, I'm bearing that into these county level podcasts, where people are going to commit and, and to doing at least one podcast a week just focused on county news. And that to me is the real target. It doesn't mean that because that's a significant audience depending on what pa- county you have. If you can pick up, in a sense of a podcast, if you can have a regular foundation of 1,000 listeners, that's a good start on a podcast, and that takes a while to build. So let me just kind of walk you through my piece. Now, when I take my time doing videography and, and documentary film and podcasting and working with the technologies and the equipment, and i've been doing this for about 17 to 18 years just dedicated to that and then before that i spent and you know, i probably had another 5 or 6 years of my life over my life combined of doing photo stories and writing stuff for photo stories so when i got to the point of podcasting i was a, a i am i am and was trained to be a very good video editor and a very good photo editor so the transition to podcasting was a little bit different because some of the technologies involved working with audio is it takes a, it, it takes a skill set to learn. And there's a lot of new things you have to learn. You've got to learn about how sound is going to work. You have to learn about mics. You have to learn about mixing boards, audio processors, software and so forth. But that's at kind of a bigger level. That's how I took it. Podcasting right now is fairly simple to do if you're using a platform like Podbean because it's geared to where you can podcast off of your phone or the set of earbuds. But nonetheless, it is the podcaster's responsibility. And I, and I say this with great firmness because the one thing that drives me out of my mind is when people have a decent story but don't have the care to get a decent mic. If you don't have enough concern about how you are heard by somebody else, I don't care how good your story is. Like I'm one that won't even bother to listen to you. And I'm not, I'm not an, an, a minority in that place. So you have to take time to understand enough about your equipment to understand how to get a good sound out of your voice. When I first started podcasting, I had very little money. In fact, I was using a mic called a Fine Fine. It was made in China. It had a fairly good size condenser in it. Um, I, I was, it was what I could afford at the time, but the mic was very flat and tinny. So I didn't do lives. I did pre-recorded podcasts because I could audio-tune the mic to where it enhanced my voice solidly enough that it worked right with my voice. So I took the time to learn the program. I was using GarageBand at that point in time which is a free program Apple has on all of its platforms. And I learned to tune the mic so that it matched what my voice does sound like and it did what it was supposed to do, rather than sounding like I was in the middle of a tin cup talking. So the first thing about setting up a podcast really is determining, before you even get to the technology, it's asking yourself the question of what story do you want to tell? You are telling a story. And so, with that, is what do you, what are you trying to tell the world? What is going to be your signature, in how you're going to tell stories and what you're going to do? People should get to people will want to come to your podcast because of the approach that you take to things. So, we have Punky that just started her podcast on homeschooling, which I hope she state keeps that focus. I mean, it's a, it's a new podcast, but that that niche is profound. It's a great niche to have, and we've got. Another FlightWorks, Mary and Ron, I think, are the other two that have their podcast called Godcast, and they're focused on scripture and they're focused on, on telling and doing testimonies of scripture. That's another great focus. But you you need to you need to start somewhere with a really good focus. Duncan and I talk a lot, and we we do kind of strategic news and local news, but the thing is that Duncan and I have this, we've come to know each other really well over the last three or four years, and it's really great because we talk each day, and we'll talk about ideas for news, but I know, like, there's certain things that I won't talk about on the show, but I know that Duncan is, it's just perfect in his niche, and it goes the other way, too, so he and I just, we kind of share that way, but when I set up this podcast, I set up on two pillars that I wanted everything to be shaped around faith and knowledge, faith and knowledge, which I saw ultimately as the true weapons of this war that we needed to arm ourselves with in order to win. And I was going to, with that, I was going to leverage my, my experience, which everybody should leverage experience that they have to leverage my experience so that, Oh, by the way, for those of you that are not in chat, and I just referenced some chat names, that was Punky, Flightworks, Mary, et cetera. They're, they're in our chat group, because I know there's a lot of people that don't watch this live, but those are two people that have started podcasts. Just so I clarify that people are like, what in the world did you just say, Punky, Flightworks, Mary? Who are these people? Don't worry. They're all good. They're real people. At least we think so. We hear her voice. We hear them, their voice. We hope they're real. Either way, otherwise the AI has invaded us deeply. But anyway, so the first and the real question is, what is going to be your story, and how are you going to approach that story? I had a a methodology of how to research that came from the time I spent in Afghanistan and the time I spent in Department of Defense, and I was strong in information warfare, and I had a passion for what God had done in my life. So those two things between my research and knowledge that I can bring with faith, those have grown and grown stronger and the faith has probably come become the predominant lead in most of my stories. But nonetheless that I've kept that those two pillars active in everything I do. So if someone asks me, which they do regularly, like what's your podcast about? And I'm like, well it's it's based on faith and knowledge. And I deal with every modern politics, I deal with stuff of, of homesteading and I deal with, with always around centered around our my love and faith in Jesus. And I can tell somebody essentially what that podcast is in about 15 seconds. Which that's the test for you to know if you're on point with your message. Can if someone asks you what is your podcast, if you just say, Oh, I just talk about it, you've got nothing. But if you can say specifically, like, what's your podcast? My podcast is focused on homeschooling. Awesome. And then you can get into there. What's your podcast? My podcast is focused on testimonials of people that have come to Jesus. Excellent, right? So you need to be able to define for yourself and for others what your podcast is and what makes it unique. And it doesn't mean it has to be unique from everybody else in the world because there's many podcasters that are doing homeschooling and there's many podcasters that do testimonies and they're, they're out here but you have to own yours and you have to know that because that's going to shape everything you do. Now, when I first started podcasting before I started, I spent two months setting up my podcast before I ever jumped into starting a podcast. And I did a lot of research. I found podcasts. I'd listened to every day. I started to take notes as far as like how long was their introduction in their intro music? How long was their verbal introduction? If they did ads, where were they placed time wise? and so forth, right? This is how I worked my my research. And then I found podcasts that talk, talked about how to do a podcast, and I listened to them and I learned lear- learned about monetizing and I learned about how to build an audience and I all these things. And I I took these notes. Not everything was suitable for me, but I started to get a sense of where in the podcasting market things were really working well and other areas where there was a real challenge. And then when I started the podcast, the first one, the first podcasts were actually video, and I can't stand video. Now, my, I, I do some live. I do one live every week. You know that. I'm bright on TV, but it's a main podcaster, and that's not me. And I, I was listening to everybody else telling me, you will not succeed at this if you don't do video a, video, a video show. Well, I did about three or four of them, maybe five, and I was just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Ridiculous. Not doing it. I'm going to do audio only. And people told me, you're going to fail. Okay. Let's see. What is that? 34.2 million downloads <laughs> later. Yeah. No, I followed what was on my heart and I knew what I was good at. And I knew that the, the audio was going to work really well. Okay. I didn't know a lot of people and I didn't, I wasn't. And so then the next choice I had to make was who's going to tell my story. Am I going to tell the story or am I going to have guests on all the time? And this is where you see some different styles. Like Red Pill 78, Zach, love him to death. And his show, he does interviews. He does a, a new show, I think, every day. But I know he's, he's really heavy on interviews. And it's great because it, that's his audience that receives that. I do a mix, as you've seen. But that's, I've grown into that because initially I was doing all my own research, all my own stories. And where that came from is I wanted to have control over my own content. I wasn't, I just had known from documentary film that if I was going to be borrowing people's content or if I was going to be using other people all the time, there was always leads to certain, can lead to certain problems. But I didn't want that. I wanted to start with a show where I had control over the content, the beginning, the middle, and the end. So we've got a beginning. We have to start with what's going to be your purpose of your podcast. Then you're going to have to figure out with that like, okay, how is that going to be something you can sustain every day? Right. And that means research. So that leads us to the next question is what's your frequency? I mean, not the frequency like four thirty two hertz frequency, but how often are you going to publish? Now I see I've seen a lot of the new new podcasters jumping out with three days and five days, and it's good if you can maintain it. But I caution everybody not to go too fast out the gate because podcasting is, when you first start, there's, it's a pretty easy way to generate content. But as you will discover as you podcast, it, you are you're needing to maintain that flow and that energy on your show. So there's only so much an individual can talk about. You're going to need to bring on guests. And if you are doing research for every show, that takes time. So when I first started podcasting, I started with one show a week. And I did that for six or eight months. And then I grew that to about two shows a week. And then at that critical moment in December, I'm sorry, November of 2020, when God put on my heart, it's like, you need to go and do more. I had to make a very difficult decision because up to that point, all my podcasts were pre-recorded, carefully edited. They were really, and audio was tuned. I mean, they were, they were a production piece and then i had to make the decision when i was going to start jumping to lives of what i was going to do and cuz i had done about 5 or 600 live shows in 2016 for the presidential election 2016 to 2017 and i'm and they, i was doing live videos right which worked okay i gotten used to use, doing them on youtube and i did them on facebook feed but and i think i even did some on whatever the the twitter connection was on that because there was a Twitter video program. I did some on that. But when I had made the decision to go audio podcasts, um, there was a real, there was also a technical reason that I was doing that. And that is that audio podcasts can, are easier to transfer over, over email. They're a smaller file and they will, you can load more of them on your phone, which leads to, before I kind of get back to this whole frequency thing, you have to understand that there is a idea known as content on demand and content on demand or when that what's neat about podcasts is they can, people can tune into specific shows at the time and convenience that they want. So we always do these shows live like we're doing right now, but then these shows within about five minutes of the show ending, maybe 10 they're posted as a standard podcast. And when that goes out, it goes out to Apple it goes out to Amazon. It goes out to iHeartRadio, radio. It goes out to Google it goes out to Spotify. It, it hits. It'll. It will hit Rumble and it will hit YouTube. I don't know. I guess we're not putting anything up on YouTube. Rumble, Frank Speech, Bit Shoot, My, Gab TV. I mean, all these things are. They go out each day. Okay. And these podcasts go out very quickly after the show, so a person then can hear the show an hour later, which is when the show is finished. They hear a live that goes into a regular show. So this is kind of a, I mean, there's a lot of pieces here I'm throwing out, but I hope you can, and these will help you and kind of help you shape your interest and hopefully inspire you. But the biggest thing for me is in all of this is you have to be professional about this. So that gets us back to frequency. If you're going to make a commitment with your audience to be in a, do a show one day a week, three days a week, five days a week, three times a day, whatever that is, you have to deliver. There's no exceptions to this. And I'm a huge one on believing that when you start a podcast, you have to build that frequent, that steady frequency and deliverable for at least six months to a year before anyone can even take over your show. I do not like seeing shows where people, you know, they get into it like a month or two and they're like, oh, dude, I got to take a vacation or I got work I got to do. I got to cancel my show today. Or, I mean, that's just, that means you probably overcommitted from the beginning because your life of, your lifestyle has to be able to marry up to a podcast and my lifestyle is built into where this is what I do podcasting. Okay. But I started with one show a week. It was an edited show. I pre-recorded, I put it up on YouTube. And when I started on YouTube, I had about a hundred subs today. If you checked YouTube and I'm, I'm on YouTube about twice a year, but I'm going to try to increase that this year a lot. But YouTube's 178,000 subs. Okay, that was built from scratch. And when I came over to Podbean, there was a bunch of all of us that came over here to Podbean because of the problems with YouTube, but we have built out an audience. There's still a ton of people on YouTube and they see them every time I post something that do not come over to Podbean. And so they're on YouTube. That's okay. That's why I need to kind of build up some some material for that over there this year. But the point is that those when we came over to Podbean, I had to rebuild that, right? So all of these things are things you have to factor in. This Your consistency is going to be one of the most important aspects in building an audience. And your content is what's going to keep them. So if you are not going to take time to invest a little bit of money into a decent mic, and it doesn't have to be real expensive, but if you're not going to take time to get a decent set of a decent way to do a a podcast. And if you're going to have like background noises going on, the dog is barking, the baby's crying, the car is your neighbors revving up his car doors are slamming. Those are all distractions in an audio world that are, that take away from your story. They're like visual distractions on a, on a screen and you have to work on having a clean focus and a clean video or a clean audio to capture the story and understand that. I mean, going in those are commitments you need to make up front so that this becomes a professional piece. So then let's just kind of kind of talk about the lay down of the podcast next, which I think is important. I built the the introduction. There's different introductions for each show now, but first show is bards, which was bards of war originally now is bards FM. I built that. I found the, the open source or copyright free music I put in some of my own sound effects, I did those things I I built that from scratch. And it took me I think about three weeks to get that one done as I recall. Dinking around and doing stuff, looking for music, getting used to stuff. So there's a importance to understand that that was a signature that I was building. And the way that I approach all of these things is once I start a signature and if I'm happy with it, that signature is gonna stay with me for six months to a year. That particular signature on Bards FM, the one you heard tonight, that signature has been with this show since the beginning. So it's been over three years that I've had that. And I don't really have any intention to change it anytime soon. There may be an update to it in a couple of years or maybe a year. I don't know, but nothing right now. Some of the other shows like Fishers of Men or, um, or Peace Be Still or Bended Knee, That's just a piece of music at the beginning. I've not done anything in particular, but this year you're going to hear new introductions for each one of those, and they're going to be custom done. The outro for Bards FM, which is the JFK piece, and then there's a shofar piece that follows, and then there's this little piece that I wrote and did. All of that string together, I put those pieces together to make it work. So I took time, is my point to build a solid intro and a solid outro. And with that, it the, the podcast takes on a flavor, and those intros and those outros dif, are kind of the framing of how the tenor of the entire piece is. They take time. And again, I didn't rush into it. There's, a, there's Many times people will just be like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm just going get to a, get a set of headphones or a mic or whatever. I'm just going to tell a story, and I'm going to post it. It's like, all right, I mean, that's you can do that. I'm not saying you can't do that, and I'm never gonna say somebody can't succeed with that. But I go back to take some time to listen to other what other people do. Go beyond Bards FM, listen to other podcasts. There's some good intros out there, really good ones. And there's some really good podcasters out there. And there's listen to who does live, listen to who does pre recorded. That's another decision you have to make. Is are you gonna do live or are you gonna do pre recorded? I know that a couple of podcasts that have started want to do live call-ins. I will not do live call-ins, and I have a very specific reason I don't do live call-ins, because that's typically a way to lose control of your show very quickly. People tend to want to get on the show to tell their story, and that's cool, and sometimes that's okay, but I will tell you that call-ins tend to be disrespectful of the... (laughs) person that's running the podcast because they want to tell their story. That's why they're calling in. That's cool. That is a way to do a show. It's not what I like. Okay. Now, to that point, if you've heard of the name Delilah, she's the number one radio voice in the United States. And I know her personally. She's a wonderful woman. Amazing. Christian, great 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 woman. Delilah does call-ins but she's also got a whole team of people so they can manage the calls. They come in and I don't know if it's always been like that. I think when she originally started, she was doing a lot of it herself. Um, But she does that and that's how she's made really her name is to be able to do the call-ins. People call in. She, she talks to them. They, they work through, they talk about their issues. That's great. That is a style of show. It's not me. So understand what you want to do. Okay. Also, Be very aware right now that there are, when you don't have a filter, meaning you don't have somebody buffering your calls and you're calling in with randoms, you don't know who you're getting on that other line. So be aware of that because there are some real trolls out here that have been trying to disrupt podcasts. So just be aware of that. I have What I do instead of call-ins, personally, and we haven't done one for quite a while, but I will do what we call the Q&A. So I get people submitting questions, which then I'll read, which if you do that, and I, I'm telling you, I did one call in Q&A where I didn't pre-read the questions, and there was some really skanky questions in there. And I know who did that, and that's why they're no longer with us, but um, one of the reasons. But you have to you have to be responsible to look at these questions, filter through, organize them and make sure that those questions are going to be in line with what you're trying to produce. Another question you have to ask is what's your content going to be? Is it going to be family friendly or is it going to be adult only? I am not going to ever promote adult only content. We can talk about serious subjects, but as you know, once in a while we get a piece that's got some coarse language, I'll put up a parental warning or a language warning and I'll let you know that up front. But I pride myself in the fact that these podcasts should be able to be listened to by anybody in the family and even in difficult discussions because that's part of raising up the the next generation. And I think we have that responsibility. That's just back to that same thing of responsibility and professionalism in podcasting. You have to take it seriously. It's not just a a whimsical thing. And that's why I say don't rush to failure. Take time to think through your podcast, plan it in the sense of what's, what is going to be my arching theme? What's going to be my daily content push? How am I going to frame and tell the stories? What am I trying to achieve each, each show, right? What's going to be my intro they, when they hear that intro, they know this, that that's my signature call out to my podcast is beginning. What's going to be your outro that leaves them with something that they want to come back to, right? These are things you have to look at. Then you're going to have to, once you get all those things laid out, you're going to have to figure out what your workflow is. How are you going to edit that? Are you going to edit that in? Are you going to be one that edits it in, say, GarageBand? Are you going to edit it in Logic, which is a Logic Pro as an audio program? Do you have? Are there? Is there other software you're going to use? And there's a number of them out there, and it's not it's just a couple. Uh, what are you going to use to edit your, edit your stuff? How are you going to do it? And then how are you going to, what's going to be your platform to transmit it out of? Most people right now I notice are using Podbean. I'm a huge believer in, I I like Podbean. I think it's worked extremely well. And then the question, another big part of your question is, are you going to do lives or are you going to do pre-recorded? If you're going to do lives and you're going to do a live chat, then you do need to have moderators in there involved in that to make sure that everybody's getting the information they need and when you get that occasional troll that usually rolls on in your moderators are like the bear claw we have we have bear our bear claw and when they, when the moderator comes in or when the troll comes in the bear claw launches and they say goodbye and they're forever gone so that's that's he's the hammer and, and so is so is our MSN liars he's another one of our hammers he's good so these are, this is just and by the way and One thing about Bards FM that if you haven't noticed, we have absolutely incredible moderators. This is just one of the blessings that we have here. They are absolutely, absolutely amazing. These moderators dedicate so much of their time, and it's humbling to me because they just give so much of their time to help build a community that they build in. So that's kind of back to that same piece of what's the objective of the podcast? If all it is is to tell a story and get whatever hits you want, that's, I mean, that's cool. That's what some people want to do. But I see these podcasts right now as a critical time. If you're being called to do a podcast, that's something of a responsibility that you have to people, to the country, to the world, and to God. And I take it very seriously. Okay. And if you haven't done production before, to understand what that looks like, how that feels, what a quality podcast is, take time to listen to one. I forgot to even mention, somebody's in chat tonight too, a good friend, wonderful, wonderful person, Shemaine. Check out Shemaine's podcast. She does a great job, and she's got a lot of years of experience and just puts out a quality, quality podcast every time. And so, and then Ted Nugent, which if you didn't know, they're married just so I'd say that if you don't know who Uncle Ted is, let me tell you, you need to be educated because that one is going to light you up. But anyway, um, the the whole idea of this is is those two as a as a couple are really fantastic. They run top notch programs and they're really, really good examples to benchmark yourself for and that's what I would encourage you to do is to find the podcast that you like and set those as benchmarks to build into and to grow and to grow into and be be that quality and it's it's a stepping right I mean I listened to the early podcasts I did I can hear the difference in my mic quality and I and I've seen I know myself if I've matured I would hope I'd mature after almost 2,000 podcasts Right. But I mean that there's a there's a growth there that happens. There's a comfort behind the mic. There's a way that I do work and a workflow that I've developed that works every night. And then I, I'm constantly assessing that to improve it if I can. These are just aspects you have to look at. And there's a lot of moving parts in a podcast. It's not and it shouldn't be overwhelming. The biggest piece about this is if you're gonna podcast and you're gonna start today, and let's just say you're gonna do two shows a week, if you're gonna make that commitment, Remember that every show you put out, that's going to be how people get to know you. So if you're just going to like do a gun and running gun, which is like just going to use the mic on my on my um, phone and and, that, and that's going to be my podcast. And I'm going to do that when I'm shopping and pushing the cart around H-E-B or you're going to be shopping at Kroger or whatever. That's OK if that's what you want your signature to be. And I know there's some people that do that. But I will tell you that from a podcasting point of view and audio, people want to hear something that resonates with them well. And that usually means an improved mic. There's a lot of, there's mics that we've tested for phones that are great. They're not that expensive. They're like, I think the one Duncan and I just tested, it's like 120, $130 for a sure mic that plugs into your phone. And it has Android and Apple versions of it. Um, there's a mic, you know, there's mics like I use here, which is an EV electro voice mic I use. I also have Neumann mics. I mean, it just depends on what I'm doing. Okay. But those are expensive and not everybody wants to invest that much money up front. And I get that. So there's, we're going to be building some resource pages on, on equipment that we recommend for a basic startup and and basic startup equipment is probably going to run around $200, $250, basically, to get you out the door, maybe a little bit less if you're just using your phone. And that's just kind of gives you a benchmark. But you're, you're producing something in the in these ecosphere of digital world that if you're going to take time to do it, then take time to do it greatly or right at the very least. That means take some time. Don't rush to failure. I keep saying that. It's really important. Think about how you want that story to go. Think about the message you want to deliver. Think about how you want people to see you or hear you when they encounter you. And then think about your audience. Who's going to be interested in your podcast? Right? Who's who is that target audience? Is it going to be this this podcast is really surprising to me. And I'm honestly I'm very humbled. But this podcast reaches an age range of eighteen all the way up to elderly, which when they do that, they like, they go, they put like 65 and above, which means that we could stop counting after 65, however old you are. We have a, a pretty dense concentration of, of followers that run between about, roughly about 45 to 65. That's kind of your concentration area, your your dense area. But the fact that we've had a growing population in this pop, in this podcast down to 18 years old and up as high as the, as you know, like I think the one I saw one day was 99 years old if that's real person, but anyway, um, it's very humbling because that's not a normal arc you see, just to be honest. Typically, someone's going to zero in. If you're doing homeschooling, you can probably expect that your podcast, unless you're doing content for homeschooling, but if you're doing podcasts around homeschooling, um, you're probably going to hit that target area of probably 27, which is young moms, up to probably about 45. You might get some a little higher because you might get some grandmas that are out here having to homeschool their children, which we we know one in the family that had to do that. But your, your, dense, your dense population area or your listenership is probably going to be 27 to 45 loosely, but okay. So again, understand what you're trying to do. Look at where you think that audience is, and then you have to grow it. And growing it means people have to become aware of it. That's probably the hardest part of podcasting. And to do that, you're going to have to get on social media sites and share the link. You're going to have to use leverage if you're on Facebook, which I'm not. But if you're going on Facebook, that might be a place to leverage. If you're on YouTube, you might get into a chat on YouTube and share it, right? And you're going to pick up pieces little by little. These podcasts grow. They grow, and sometimes they grow quickly at a certain point. Sometimes it's just a steady growth. But all of this is designed for you to tell a story. That's what it comes down to. And you need to have a passion to tell a story. And if you're going to tell a story and have a passion with telling a story, then it's going to be enjoyable no matter what. And everything becomes another layer in improving the way you tell your story. So those are that's just something to keep in mind. You know, another name that you all know because they're here. Resistance chicks do a really good podcast. And there's a video, and they have to have the audio. They put the audio out separately. So again, it just depends on how you want to do this. And these are examples around of people that all, most everybody here, as I mentioned, has started for basically nothing to build these podcasts up. Duncan, you, he's a great podcaster. He comes after this show. That's Kilted Christian, right? Um, I There's another one. You may not like his content, but I'll tell you what, the dude puts out a lot of material twice a day. X, X 22 report. Dave over there is, has a very solid approach to doing podcasting He's very successful at it. And uh, I took a lot of notes off of him early on because of the way he did his introduction, where he placed his ads, all that sort of stuff. So these are just things to think about. Okay. Find those, find those podcasts you like. There's other podcasts like they use tremendous amount of sound effects and throughout the show, it's more like a live, more like a radio show. That's another style. Um, not one that I, I do much of because I think that it takes a, it takes another level of coordination of getting all the pieces together and time to build those shows. And most of those shows that I mentioned are not live. They're edited in the studio and they're released make once a week or something. So frequency, important, quality, essential. content. It's what drives your podcast. So quality and content, drive your podcast, make people want to come back. Your frequency gives them a reliable not point of where they can come to and know when to find you. That's really important. If you're going to be erratic, put one on Monday, put one on Thursday. No one's going to know when to, when you're going to be around. And unless they've got a really good system of what's in their feed, YouTube is like one of those places that they're. when you hook up for somebody's feed, it really does work pretty well. Others don't do so well. Okay. So other platforms, I would, you have to make a decision if you're doing audio or video. I'm an audio person, as you know. I believe in it for so many reasons. I also can guarantee you that the metrics prove that people listen better. And then in terms of just as I close this out in terms of county by county, the county level podcasting that I'm going to push this year that I'm really getting behind is where people are Whatever they're doing in their show, they're relating it to county events, county news, county level topics. We just don't have enough of that. And we need more of it. And it's what's going to make the big difference in shaping this country. So I'm, that's where my real focus is. I'm also looking at it's kind of the framing of this is I think that every show should end with a prayer without question. I think that's a responsibility that if you're walking with Christ, it's a necessary piece to have in your show. Um, and I would avoid, like I said earlier, any sort of foul language, unless it's a piece you're playing, just make sure and give it a good warning. I, many pieces, I will edit out the language. Some pieces once in a while, as you know, I play, I'll give you a warning because when you edit it out, there's really, it loses some of the effect, but that's a judgment call you have to make every show. Okay. And so you end up with a frequency and content the quality of your content, the quality of your voice, and those are going to be huge things, making sure you're consistent and making sure your theme is something that draws people in. Because, look, that's that's ultimately you're telling a story. And it's an important story to tell if you're going to take time for it. And that's the last part about that is seek to be great. Don't accept average. This is We're doing this in the sense of framing this in terms of a world driven by kingdom authority. Average doesn't work. I can't stand average. And so when I do a podcast, I feel that what I'm doing is I'm representing everything I'm doing is not only representing myself, but I'm representing God. And I take that very seriously. For if you're not used to being on the mic, do some practice podcasts. Get used to being on a mic. Get comfortable with it. Know how it is. There's nothing wrong with Taking a little more time up front before you go launching headfirst into a podcast and then go, uh, oh, I don't like this. Because it does take a lot of focus. It takes a and but what you deliver and what's what's potential here is fantastic because the mainstream media is collapsing. This is a time now to really start looking at if you're if you feel compelled to do this, then do this and do it for a commitment for a long time. Don't just do it as a flash in the pan. Is you're making a contract with people when you start a podcast. And if they like it, they're going to come back. They're they're giving you time. Think about that. Time is valuable. We only have so much. So if you do a show, and that's the last thing I really want to hit on is the time of your show, but the length of your show. If you're going to do a show, whatever that length is of your show, people are giving you their time. You have the responsibility of delivering something that's going to enhance their lives, make them think. Make them laugh. Whatever that is, that's your responsibility to do, to create a product that is beneficial and gives them something of in return for the time that they give you. That's literally an exchange, and it's a fair one. Now, the last thing is the length of show. I am super big on, on the length of shows. When I say this, only on a rare occasion, and I've had a couple, and they're, they're always going to be interviews, do I go past one hour? Here's my standard rule. If I see a podcast that's over, the only exception being is the is the winner is the Christmas special. That's the only exception I make on this because this year's special was 2 hours and 30 minutes. But other than that, I will not do a podcast past an hour. And ideally that podcast ends around 45 minutes when you take out the when you put the music on the front and the back, it might be 50, 53 minutes. Okay, I started doing podcasts at 20 minutes, and my focus was this: I wanted 20 minutes of very focused, well edited story that people could get through. And the way I determined that was the an average commute time in the United States. As that grew, people asked if I could make them longer, and I have, and they've, and we've now I've have my sweet spot where I go between 45 and 50 minutes, pretty much every show. But if you are going to do one of these, or you're going to linger on a show for two and a half hours, I will guarantee you very few people will, will listen to it if you go past an hour. Take that one to the bank. Because people don't. when people sit down and they look at something that's like an over an hour, they are not going to give up two hours of their time unless you are maybe Joe Rogan, and I guarantee you he doesn't get that. So if your shows are going to be regularly past two hours, either split them, and figure out how to split them or reformat and get them under an hour. That is, that's a rule you just need to, and especially in the beginning when you're, you're, it's getting going, you want people to listen to your content, to hear your show pretty much front to back. And if they don't know you or are not used to your show, then you're probably not going to get that full listenership for over an hour. Okay, So time and length of show is important. I'm looking at the time. As I said, I'm trying to keep these things under an hour. This has been a little bit more longer than I wanted to go tonight, but I think that content hopefully is helpful. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this amazing group that's come together and under Bars Nation has had the inspiration now. So many are turning to step out to tell their own stories into the world, and that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. We just pray that tonight, whenever the words have been shared, will settle on people's hearts provide some wisdom, some insight, maybe some guidance that they need, and to really be very real about the intent and the importance of what we're doing, not just to do it offhandedly, not to be whimsical about it, but to take this storytelling as something that's very important to do to bring the truth into the world in the many ways we do that. So, Father, we just pray that with this people that are thinking this way or inclined this way will continue to find that inspiration and wisdom in you. And all of those that continue to come and listen to the podcast and be enriched, we just thank you for all the blessings that you provide both for me and the many others that are here. And we say these things in Christ Jesus name. Amen. So Patriots, that hopefully is some content that you can use. And it was, is, is helpful. Some things to think about. There's a lot more coming in this. We're going to be, uh, as we grow out the county by county, just a final footnote. I I know I've had a lot of people ask you know for so my input on things, and I'll do what I can. I I try to do shows like this, or we'll put out general content. Um, two rules I have. I mean, two folk. One was a f- focus, and one is a rule. Focus wise, just so you know, uh, my focus is towards the county level podcasting. That doesn't take away from anybody else that's doing stuff, but understand that my time to being able to really get hands-on and improve that sort of message is going to be, as we get past January, really zeroed in on giving my time, whatever time I have, um, between that and my cows, but anyway, that, the uh, whatever time I have to the county-level podcasters, because that to me is the pivotal way that we're going to change the cultural and, and political sphere in this nation, okay? As far as promoting a podcast, because I've had a number of people ask me, and i this is my rule, just so you know. I will not promote a podcast until a podcaster has at least 25, if not 50 podcasts underneath them. Hannah, my assistant, already has 111 podcasts of her own. She does two times a week. I'm going to actually have her on here pretty quick. She's really inspiring. She's done some great, Runs a great little podcast. But my point is 25 minimum, which is a fairly low standard, but I'd like to see more 50 because that's showing that you've got 50 podcasts over time on a regular delivery and you've gotten yourself kind of into a groove and it's something you're going to sustain. That's how I feel about that. And just on my position, because I think then we, we know when if I'm, if I'm going to promote it, it's going to be there. And that's the most important thing is we need to make maintain, maintain that social contract and promise that we're making for those that are listening. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward, never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And God always wins. Yet we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men sure we're going to have some crazy stuff to talk about just considering what's going on in dc so until then or until the next time god bless and out for now
1: we shall pay any price bear any burden meet any hardship support any friend oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty